Welcome to Evolve Higher, a community where we grow by practicing self-development and inspire others to do the same through sharing our stories. I am Cassie Boyd, and I am here for TakeOver! Woo-woo! I'm here with my husband, Scott. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I don't know if you guys had the chance to listen to Nikki and Ryan's episode that they did, but it was really great and it was really inspiring. So when the opportunity came up for me to do the takeover for Evolve Higher, I wanted to do something similar and take the opportunity to introduce myself to the community along with my best friend and my husband and the person that I look up most to in my life. So he's here today to talk to me. Yay! (laughs) Just for a warning, we have this little inside joke situation. He says wow a lot, so you're going to hear him respond by saying wow a lot to what we're talking to, talking about. So, um... We decided to survey our Instagram community and get some questions, and I was really excited about the feedback that we got from our family and our friends, and everybody asked a ton of questions. So we are going to explain a bit about how we met and where we were at in our lives when we met, and we'll talk about the story of proposal. So um, we are married. And we have one daughter, and we are expecting another child in May. Mm -hmm. So this episode is really surrounding marriage and parenting. So after we talk about some of those things, we'll take a quick break, and then we will start getting into all of the fun things that people brought up. So there were some really good questions that were asked. Um, There were some really heavy questions, so I'm excited to talk about some of those too. But we got questions about... Um, not comparing your relationship to others who, you know, seem perfect, supporting each other in marriage when times are hard, what made us decide to want and have kids, how do you keep the romance alive, which (laughs) I don't know if I have an answer to that one. (laughs) Um, You know, which family do you visit during the holidays? What's it like being a parent? What's the most challenging part, the best part? Everything. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so we'll we'll do our best to answer some of those questions with explanations that cover topics that I, I believe really speak to the answers to those questions. So without further ado, we're going to get started. Um, so we met at a company called Proctor U, and Scotty had been working there for a couple of years before I got the 2012. A year. A year. So a year. And he was a manager. And I walked in the door and <laughs> and when I walked in the door, I was very taken back by him. And I I don't know I don't know if a lot of people out there believe at love at first sight, but it was definitely I would compare it to a similar experience. Um he asked me a question and I didn't even know how to answer it because I was so like, <laughs> I was enthralled with his beauty. It's probably a really great question. It too. was like, which do you prefer, a Mac or a PC? Wow. 
<laughs> and at the time I was using an iPhone. I had a MacBook and I said Mac and that's like literally. And that's when I decided we couldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think I corrected myself. Um, but so it was very interesting for me. So I'll talk a little bit about where I was at my at my time in that version of my life. And then I'll, I'll let Scott talk about his experience. But I was actually, um, I was 19. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Soon. Whoa. <laughs> so I was 19 years old, and I had been in a really just toxic relationship. Um, and I was out of that relationship. It was kind of an on and off for four years. Um, so I was in a space where I was trying to regain my independence and get on the right track because I was a bit of a troublemaker, but I was also very fun and cool. I was a DJ in the rave scene before Skrillex was like a thing. So it was very new and upcoming and fun. And I was an artist and I rode my skateboard everywhere. So I was just very different. Um, and so I, I was definitely at a point in my life where I was longing for structure. I was really wanting to give myself space and time to learn how to love myself. But I also very much longed to have somebody in my life that was healthy. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit, all that kind of stuff. Um so that's where I was and that's the experience that I had and even after I got hired I remember being like a nerdy little girl and telling all of my friends and all my family like oh my gosh there's this guy at work and he's so cute and blah 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 have to beat him up (laughs) um so it was probably about four years of me feeling like this before we actually was it four it was four years yeah it was a while we were had this weird chemistry angst trying to be friends and just having this undeniable connection Mm -hmm. but not trying to be um you know disrespectful to the people around us and cause problems and stuff so that's where i was and i'll let you kind of talk about what you were going through and what your experience. How did you feel when you first saw me? You were so blown away (laughs) by my Um, beauty. Yeah, you were, I mean, when I, I think I was in the other side because we had two offices in our tiny Livermore Proctor U area. And uh, I got called over to come and meet you because they had just hired you. And I was, I was busy doing something. Which by the way, his mom interviewed me. Okay. So. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so thanks mom. Um, and when I came over, I just, I saw you and I just was like, wow, this is going to be difficult (laughs) to try to act professional and really just, you know, get down to the, the, the grid on work, you know, ask work questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely, you, you caught my eye right off the bat. Uh, and then when I actually got to talk to you a little bit more, I found out that you were a pretty intelligent person. Um, Thanks. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I was kind of hooked on, you know, I want to be friends with this person because um, during that time before you came into Proctor, you it was about a year, 
I think after I got divorced and I went through a pretty messy divorce in my eyes. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. all divorces can be, be different, but, um, you know, I got married young and it was, it was just, it was, it was tough because I didn't know much about relationships. I had always had long-term relationships and I thought that was the thing to do. You know, you just, you have a long-term relationship, then you get married and my entire family told me otherwise or like, think about it, you know, (laughs) really, really young, give it some time. And now I didn't, I let, I let my partner in that relationship dictate how I was going to be and act around everybody. So um, that pushed me into that. And then, I don't know, one day it just kind of snapped to me. I wanted to be my own person and, uh, started to address certain things. And then that's when that whole relationship just started to fall apart. Yeah. Um, but I came out on the other side, really understanding what I was looking for in life and myself and in a partner. Um, so I, I, I think around that time I was in a new relationship Yeah. when, when you first, when you first came in. So at that point I knew it was like friends, friends, <laughs> Because I was in a new relationship, and so I was trying to have that go. But um, yeah, I was definitely excited that you had joined Proctor U, and then I could find out more about you, see what interests you had, and all those fun things. Aww, <laughs> <laughs> you're so cute. You could see his face right now. He's just the most handsome person I've ever met. Devonair, I like to say. Oh wow, that's another <laughs> one for the isms. What? What did you just say, Devonair? Devonair. Okay. Uh, soapbox really quick <laughs> I keep a list okay of all of the things that this man says that I have no idea what he's talking about but they're apparently real words and so <laughs> <laughs> I think Caddy Wampus is our favorite that's my favorite one just yeah. a scotch just a scotch um <laughs> yeah so he was in that relationship and that relationship that he was in um when we met you know, I was currently out of my relationship, but it ended up it ended up get going back on for a couple of years after that, um, which was not very fun. But that's a story for another time. Um, but yeah, that relationship that he was in was long distance mm-hmm. occasionally. Yeah, um, and it just it definitely we were in a situation where we both I don't want to speak for you, but we both knew we weren't with the right people. But it never really seemed like the right time. And, you know, when you have those feelings you, about somebody that you don't really know um, and those feelings start to grow, it's hard to know whether or not you want to kind of toss everything that you know and that you're doing aside, especially when it comes to being with another person and another person's feelings. Um, so it just got to the point where it was not something we could avoid Mm -hmm. anymore it we tried it we we did we really did I think we gave it a solid effort but it just yeah it was just really intense undeniable chemistry and it it got to the point where I actually moved Mm -hmm. because I couldn't handle being around you we argued quite a bit because of the fact that we knew we knew what was going on in our heads but we couldn't act on it yeah it was really tough it really was Mm -hmm. um but once things came back around everything happened really (laughs) fast (laughs) i think we had been 
dating because I I was living with my grandparents in Alameda and commuting to Livermore for work, and he lived in you lived in Dublin, right? Yes. So it he was like 15 minutes from work and I was like 30, sometimes 45 minutes from work. So I was staying with him a lot. And I think by like the third month of doing that, I was just like, dude, I can't keep doing this. Like I, I need to either stay in my own space or we got to figure something out. Cause my, my grandparents obviously liked being around me and I would just come home really late or all my stuff would be there. And I would, you know, be there for maybe like one day a week. And it just, it didn't feel right for me to do that to them. And so he was like, well, you're just going to have to move in. Hmm. (laughs) No, no questions asked. I was in there the next day. Um, And then I think it was about six months into our relationship and we had a happy accident. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And we got pregnant and... Um, it was interesting because he had been through his marriage and I grew up in a family, um, that's very segmented, but from my immediate family, like marriage didn't work in my family. Like my mom and my stepdad had a really ugly falling out and it really impacted my mom in a negative way, like a severely negative way. And so it was very traumatic to watch, and I didn't believe in marriage. I didn't believe in it at all. I thought it was like a curse. <laughs> People mm. shouldn't get married. Um, and I also didn't want kids. I just didn't think that I was destined to be a mom. Um, but all of that changed very, very quickly when I met when when we started dating. Mm-hmm. I knew before we started dating that you would be an amazing dad. I think there was one time we were on a hike mm-hmm. and you were telling me that the person you were with at the time was like ready to have kids within like oh, the next yeah. three years. That was a Halloween hike. I hysterically <laughs> broke down and started crying. Insta cry, insta cry. And I had to like make up some story about how my boyfriend at the time was like super crappy or so. I, ma- I made something up. I totally lied because I just, I couldn't handle the idea of him being with somebody else and having kids with somebody else. So <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, we had a happy accident. Um, and then I didn't believe in marriage. He had, you know, his experiences and I had my qualms with it. Yeah. So we, we decided that, you know, we weren't going to get married, but we were ready to commit to each other for the rest of our lives. There was no denying that we were soulmates and, you know, it, the last four years of complete pain and agony was, you know, not for a temporary mm-hmm. thing. Right. And I think we were both a little bit fearful of creating new life and not being together because we had both come from families that were a little bit, you know, um, broken up. Mm-hmm. I guess is a good way to put it. And we didn't want that for our daughter. So I don't know what what made you what made you decide to propose? Like what Um I don't know. I I really took a look at my previously previous previous relationship with my ex-wife 
and where we were at the time. Um, and I just realized how happy I was and that I didn't think I could be that happy because in my previous marriage, I was, I was a very unhappy person. Um, and I didn't have to act with you. I didn't have to try to be something else. I could just be myself. And, you know, I've never really had that in a relationship before. So going through life, understanding that at that point, I was, I just figured, you know what, this, this has got to be it. This has got to be what those people that are married for, you know, 50 plus years, that's, that's what they start with. And they're able to build on that for that 50 plus years. And so, you know, I, I was, I was giving it a chance and in my head I was like, if this doesn't work, then it's never going to work. <laughs> so that's what... I'm over here crying like a sappy person, like a hormonal pregnant lady. I'm about to break out into tears. Yeah. So we were in Ireland, which was the first time that I had left the country and it was just amazing. Like everything that you would expect and <laughs> it was raining and Scotty really wanted to go on a hike but we were with the rest of his family and his siblings were just like <laughs> they were nincompoops <laughs> I had this whole thing planned and <laughs> and in the last minute it was like nope we're not doing that but nobody knew you know what I mean he yeah. didn't communicate that with anybody <laughs> and it was rain in Ireland is not like rain in the states it's missed. <laughs> so it was even more like funny because they were just like, nah, <laughs> we don't want to do that. Um, so we were in, were we in Cork? No, we were in Killarney. We were in Killarney. Yes. A very, very cool place. And we were in the super cool kind of old school hotel. And he had got me a ring from New Orleans. It's just really beautiful ring from the 1920s. And at some point in our relationship, I had left this ring in a hotel room, okay? And I drove an hour to go get it after the maid service had, you know, thank God they turned it into the front desk. So I was very, very um, protective of this ring. Mm. And I specifically remember taking it off and putting it down. And it's a really nice ring. Like, it's got blue diamonds in it, but it's not super big. It's, it's perfect. Um, but I put it down so I could go in the bathroom and do my makeup. And when I came out, I looked for this ring because it's just like, I'm not going to lose this ring again. And there was a different ring there. <laughs> and he's laying on the bed. And this ring was like, like this. there's no way that this ring that replaced my other ring could be mine. Okay. <laughs> it was insane. It was like, it took me by surprise. I didn't know whose it was. I was like, is this somebody, did somebody leave this here? What is this? And I'm holding it in my hand. I'm looking at it. I'm like, holy shit, this thing's fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing? And he's just saying there's a big ass smile on his face. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm so confused right now. And he wasn't saying anything and I wasn't saying anything. And we were just sitting there staring at each other. <laughs> and then he just said, you know, you don't have to marry me, but I just, I want you to know that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yes, yes, me too. Oh, my God. Um, so it was really cute, and it, it was very special, and it was intimate, and it wasn't in front of everybody, and it, it just was perfect. 
it definitely represented our relationship in the best way possible. So I agree. I agree. But I am curious about your experience with it because you have a completely different. Oh, man. I mean, I was so ready to like propose to you on a castle. That was the plan, right? <laughs> well, it was the... either going to be on this hike or it was going to be in a castle. And I was okay. like, I get to choose which one. I'll preface that the first castle that we went and saw that was really cool, I got sick inside of it. Yes, you did. I got very sick inside of it. So if that was going to happen, there was no way it was in that one because I was going to no. pass out inside of this castle. No, we had. So we went to – because what we ended up doing that day – is instead of going on a hike, we went to go visit a castle, remember? Mm -hmm. And you couldn't really go inside the castle without getting a tour. So we were like putting around outside and I was like trying to find the right spot and I just, nothing was was coming to me. So we went through, we did the tour and everything and then we got back to our uh, B&B and I was was just thinking to myself, it's now or never, let's do this. Right, because I'm, I'm like, were you nervous? I was so nervous because you didn't want to get married, right? We had right. talked about yeah. not having kids, not getting married, and why we didn't want to do it. And I figured, well, we're having a kid. Maybe she changed <laughs> her mind on that one too, because I did. So I, I set the ring down, um, and I was gonna put it right next to the other one. And I was like, oh no, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that ring. I'm gonna hide it. And then I'm going to leave that one there. You're going to put it on and you're not even going to notice. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, but it was so big. There's was, no way. I was way wrong. Yes. They look completely different. Um, yeah. Mm. And then I, you know, I just wanted to see your reaction. And when we didn't really say anything to each other, <laughs> I was like, okay, this, this, she's going to say yes when I eventually do ask her <laughs> for reals. Oh. <laughs> oh, so but yeah, cute. it was a. Uh, I think that was the best the best way for us to go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much it's a fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's a really, really good yeah. Mm-hmm. It just it was perfect. Yeah. So um yeah. It, we are gonna take a quick break now that we've gone through our story, our backstory and mm-hmm. kind of where we're at and why we're here. And then we're gonna get into the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of these questions are hard. Yeah. Um, I feel like before before we take the break, I will preface the fact that a lot of the a lot of our life together is very organic. Um, my background, I I am now an energy healer, but I have not been an energy healer for a long time. So I'm in a place now where. I understand myself a little bit more. Like the fact that I got sick in that castle, it it's interesting to me because mm-hmm. it was very old. But now knowing what I know, there's probably a lot of reasoning for that um, from an energy standpoint. But our relationship is very fluid, um, kind of like I move, you move mm-hmm. type of situation. We have a lot of nonverbal communication. Mm. We, we c- <laughs> Wow. <laughs> We connect on a level that is just a little bit different. And I think that we're incredibly fortunate to find that in this life. I really thoroughly believe if this is a thing, I believe in a lot of possibilities, but like we have been, 
<laughs> we have been together in many, many, many different lives, if that's a thing. And if that's not a thing, then this whole entire world exists just so we can love each other. Like that is really how I feel. Um, so that I, I will kind of preface with the fact that we are, I feel like we are a little bit unique because we have this like undeniable chemistry and connection and love and our personalities also mesh with each other very well. Our intellect meshes with each other. So um, obviously we're not therapists. So some of the advice that we're going to give is you have to keep that in mind. So um, that it's perfect advice and you should take it. <laughs> <laughs> we're very smart people. You should listen to us. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be and we're back okay so man i don't even know where to start i think we should start with marriage because marriage marriage um so a lot of the questions were like we i i covered them before but some of the topics that we're going to talk about cover the following questions, okay? <laughs> um, comparing your relationship, supporting each other in marriage when times are hard. Um, yeah, I think I think we can cover that. So I have commitment, trust, compassion, breaking down emotional barriers, understanding yourself, clear and clean communication. So I think one of the things that makes our relationship so strong in its current state is we're both very clear on what it means to commit to each other. And I think that's really challenging in the society that we're in today because there's so much like back in the day, it was you get married and that's it. That's your only option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now there's just so many like, different things out there that people are doing with other people. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on monogamy, but we very much believe in monogamy and we're both on the same page with that. So I think first and foremost, understanding what commitment means together. It doesn't have to mean monogamy. It could mean anything, but just being on the same page with each other. For us, it is monogamy. So I think that first and foremost, that understanding, that clarity, it's very, very important. And I think what follows that is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you have any... I mean, I think at some point, I didn't really have commitment issues with my last relationship, but I definitely had fears from past experiences and I think you've had the same type of yeah mine were I committed too much yeah and with with not needing to and or not understanding how or why I was in that relationship yeah because like I said previously all my relationships had been long term like over a year or more um, and I, I'd only had, you know, I think maybe five relationships before us. Um, I had one. 
Okay, well, I like um, oh, he's high like, school. He's also much older than me. I'm like, not much. Not much. It's a six-year difference? It's a six-year okay. difference. Continue. Sorry. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. <laughs> you had, like, past relationships. Like, oh, five past yeah. relationships uh, and you committed. Yeah, I, I, I committed too hard, you could say. Like, I, you know, I, I put everything into it, even when I shouldn't have. Right? There are signs pointing to... This is not smart. This person isn't right for you. But I would still go all in um, because I, I wanted to prove that people could, you know, be together even if they didn't mesh. I, you know, my mom had gone through divorces. My dad had gone through divorces. I've, pretty much everybody that I have known or families um, other than my, my aunt and uncle had gone through divorces. And so I just – that was my world and I wanted to disprove it, Right. Um, as much as possible, um, but you know that was a it was very naive of me in my my younger years. And after my first marriage, I figured that you know that's it, it, you know sometimes that happens. It's not the end of the world. I just need to focus more on uh, what makes me happy and have my partner if they're able to um, make me happy and I can make them happy at the same time. So yeah. Well, and I think one thing that you did for yourself that was really important because you learned a lot throughout all of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned his age because he is so much more established in himself than I am. And he was more established in himself than I was. So a lot of my life with Scott has been very much... I, I look up to him. I truly do. He's helped me in so many different places. Even when we weren't together, he was my boss. He was a mentor. He helped me grow. And one of the things that you did for yourself was you really got healthy. Like you got in shape. You fell mm-hmm. in love with fitness. You fell in love with being outdoors. Like you fell in love with all of the right things right. to help you love yourself. And that was really motivating for me because I I was an athlete when I was younger when I was a kid, but I definitely fell out of taking care of myself. And I think that was one thing that was really important. You made the commitment to yourself and to your health and to your body. And you really jump-started that for me hmm. because I wanted to – I think everybody kind of wants that. Right. But I never had anybody that <clears> – I never had a partner that was in it with me. Yeah, I never did either. And that's so important. I think that's a huge, huge part of our life that we're never having to, well, except for when I'm pregnant and <laughs> don't want to do shit, but we're never having to battle that part of our lives with each other. We're very much in health and fitness together. It's a part of our daily routine. It's a part of our daughter's life. It's such an important aspect of our relationship. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to bond together it, it literally like time out of the day that we can spend together and we're both very competitive. So it it's nice to be in an environment where you can be like the power couple and kind of smash on everybody and but in a you know, in a nice way, obviously. But that commitment to ourselves and to health and wellness is a huge part of our relationship that really makes a difference. I think if you're not on the same page with your health and wellness as your partner it makes things a little bit more challenging. Um, so I think that speaks to a lot of the questions, just supporting each other. 
um, making time for yourself because we find a commonality that allows us to make time for each other, but also is kind of the foundation of being a healthy functioning person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be running or boxing or whatever. It could be any kind of movement, any kind of activity that speaks to your health and to your well-being. Um, so I, I think the other piece that's important is, and this comes up a lot in our relationship right now, I'm again, I'm pregnant and I'm grumpy and I'm snappy, (laughs) but Uh, One thing that I believe that we've always been very good with is clean and clear communication. And I say clean communication because that is a little bit more important than clear communication because your words and your intent carry a lot of weight. You could kind of stumble on your words when you're trying to talk to your partner, but when you're with somebody and you're in a marriage and you share a lot with each other and we personally share children, so that's like an even more intense bond. Like you can feel that intent even when it's not spoken properly or it's not said. So I think clean communication is very important. And with clean communication comes thought and not just spewing out your feelings, but really putting a heavy filter on your emotions so that you can process your emotions you can understand what you're feeling and why you're feeling it before you dump that onto your partner. And yeah. I that I think that is really, really huge. And I believe we do a, a good job with that. Um, because I it self-awareness is very important. Understanding yourself is very important. But I know that if I'm feeling something it's probably not because of you. It's because of a situation and it's because of how I'm feeling in that situation. And I never want to make you feel responsible or feel like it's your fault because I care so deeply about how you're feeling and how your life is like that. That's probably one of the most important things to me is you and your well-being. So that clear and that clean communication is paramount. I concur. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if I have any examples. I think I did that today. Hmm. I don't know. I said something and I thought, wow, that was a really nice way to say that. But then I snap at you all the time because I'm super cranky and you just do such a nice job (laughs) dealing with my crankiness. (laughs) I'm super extra right now. Happy Um, wife, happy life. Yeah, man. Do you have any... Anything to add with just communicating with your partner? Uh, I mean, it's important. That's, you know, that that was in, in, in past of what I've learned is if you don't communicate properly, um, it'll, it'll be a downturn, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went through, we've gone through stages where we've tried to figure out the best way to communicate between each other. Yeah. But... I mean, with all things, you have to practice. Yeah. And, you know, we've had a good amount of practice now, understanding each other, um, picking up on cues that the other one, you know, is happening. I can look at you, know something's wrong. Yes. And, you know, try to figure that out, try to help you out. Yeah, that's um, that's a really good point. It hasn't always been perfect. Right. And <laughs> no relationship will ever be perfect. Yeah. You know, every relationship will have its ups and downs, but... 
you know, as long as you work on it together, then you'd be successful. Yeah, I think you you mentioned a really important part, and that's being able to recognize when something's wrong. I think this definitely speaks to how you support each other when things are hard because there's going to be a lot of situations that you deal with personally or in your life um, that you need support with. And being able to understand that something is wrong without the other person really having to say it is definitely something we've worked towards. Mm -hmm. For me, one of the things that I've faced after becoming a mom was realizing how severe my mental disorders were. It was something that I didn't want to believe I had a problem with. Um, until after I became a mom and I, I found Reiki at the best time because I was actually in the process of trying to figure out like what to do about it. I wanted to go see a therapist. I wanted to talk to somebody without having to worry about being prescribed medication. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on with me at that time. And I, I found a combination of things that work for me to help me channel what's going on with me and understand what's happening. And you were very, very, very supportive throughout that whole process. But it was difficult, especially when dealing something like that, because it's hard to communicate that you're having problems when you don't actually understand what's going on with you or what's going on with the situation. So those nonverbal cues are super important and understanding your partner is incredibly important. And you do a really good job of that. Oh, thank you. Facial expressions. <laughs> Got lots of them <laughs> on the daily. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was good, babe. Thank you. Trust. Trust is a huge one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's trust in any. That's friendships. That's, you know, trust with your parents, siblings, best friends, spouses, kids. That, that goes anywhere in life. Um, so we have as people we have lots of experience with trust and the amount of trust that we require in a relationship yeah um when i think one thing that helps us too is there's no like bad blood yeah in our relationship like we've had situations in other relationships where we've lost trust and i think we've both felt what that can be like to not trust the person that you're with or not be confident that they have your best interests in mind. And I think every decision that we've made up until this point, for the most part, has been very much with the other person in mind. And we don't have to combat negative experiences with each other because we made bad decisions. Like, And I think that's super, super important. Not that if you have had bad experiences together, you can't get through them. But I think it definitely makes it a lot easier for us because we just have a really pure relationship. All of the experiences that we've had so far have been very positive. Um, so I think we're lucky. Yeah. We're lucky to have that. Yeah. And I think trust is also really important and kind of segues into parenting. Oi. Yeah. We're <laughs> everything we've just talked about has nothing to do with parenting. Parenting is another level. Like it's so funny because Everybody tells you all of these things 
that you will never, ever, 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 ever understand until you become a parent. <laughs> and trust is really, really important in parenting um, because it's one thing to trust somebody with your life, mm -hmm. but it is a whole different thing to trust somebody with your child's life. Like when you become a parent, you will, I mean, legitimately, like you will kill for your children. You will die for your children. You will do anything for your children. Their life is more valuable than anything on this planet. Anything. Like there's no real way to describe the amount of love and intense fear that is experienced when you have a kid. So trusting the people around you and having a tribe that you trust, a group of people that you trust is just, it's, it is so important. Um, and it really helps your children to, to grow with people that you trust um, because your kids can feel that when they, you know, when you don't trust. So we've got... <laughs> What's it being, what's it like being a parent and raising our daughter and the biggest challenge, the greatest part, and then finding balance? Um, do you want to try to sum up parenting? It's amazing and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, there, there's, you could read all the books about it. You can listen to all the podcasts. You could watch whatever you want. But until it comes into fruition for you, um, it, there's just no way to prepare. I mean, we, we looked at books. We got a whole bunch of books. We did. Um, we and, books. you know, I picked up a few of them. And then I realized when I was reading a few of them, they all said the same thing. I was like, okay, cool. We got this. <laughs> and then it happened. Um, and you just kind of throw it all out the window because, you know, your, your kid is going to be different yeah. than that person's kid or their experience. And, um, you know, we're, we're just... We're literally built to be parents, so we we just kind of figured out. I mean, there, it's really hard to explain. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, you look at it as raising a pet um, times a hundred, <laughs> but it's in that similar milieu. Yeah, um, I will say that I knew Scott was going to be a good dad by the way that he took care of his dog. Okay. <laughs> This dog was literally like she had the attitude of a spoiled princess because of how well he took care of her and how much he loved her. But yeah, it uh and I think it's it's so difficult because every situation is different. Life changes, the experiences, the environment that you have changes and so there's really no one way to do it. <clears throat> but yeah, I it just it's it's love on a level that just doesn't come in any other way. Um, and it's fear. This equal parts love and fear. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it, it, I will say that it is kind of like there's just a switch that mm -hmm. gets turned on. Yep. Every situation, every single day is like, well, what do we do? I don't know. Um, but you, you work through it. And I will say that now I feel like we're really lucky because you can just not that you should do this, <laughs> but you could Google things like. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> we had a situation 
or I guess we're still dealing with the situation. Our daughter is going to be four and her, the daycare that she's in has, you know, the teachers are overwhelmed and her kids in her class are starting to bully each other. And so we're like, what, what is this? They're four years old. So we, we, who do I need <clears throat> to smack down? That's three years old right now. <laughs> so, it, um, you know, the internet's good for things like that. But um, Elsie has been a blessing. Like, I'm not biased either. Like, I am, but it's not just us being biased. She is a literal angel walking on this planet. And don't get me wrong, she's three. So, yeah, she throws tantrums and she gets mad and cries. But she, at the core of her being, is such a sweet sweet person and she's very polite and I believe that comes from just kind of her I don't know I don't know where her spirit and her soul comes from but we are very much we leave we lead with love and Mm -hmm. she is surrounded by people that lead with love like she has never not known love and she can't even count on one hand how many people she has around her that would drop anything to be around her. And I think that that is very, very important in raising a child. And we're incredibly blessed because I know that not everybody has that, but it definitely makes a big difference in a young kid's life to be surrounded by love and experience nothing but love. Like we're stern. I mean, we tell her how it is and we check her on her crap when she's being a nutcase because three-year-olds do that. But at the end of the day, we're not fighting in front of each other. And mm-hmm. if we do have disagreements, they're very constructive disagreements. Correct. Um, and I think that that shows her how to effectively communicate with somebody when you disagree. So we're never like back to that clean communication we have situations all the time. Like the other night, she was on her gymnastics bar and she, she face flopped on a bar and like her neck almost snapped and it was very stressful, very intense. And we had very different ways of dealing with it in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of had an issue, you know, but we, we worked through it in the best way possible. And I think just using the what works for me, using the words, I understand what you're saying obviously listening like I, I totally get what you're saying but here's here's my perspective of it um and i think that is probably one of the biggest challenges of parenting well number one you have to make sure you you have the same morals like you believe in the same things and even if you don't believe in the same things just making sure you're on the same page about how you want to raise your kid mm-hmm. in those beliefs and all that kind of stuff but um star wars believe in star wars that's all you need yeah i'm addicted to it's fine (laughs) i wasn't beforehand my family is a star wars family but this guy's got star wars tattoos which by the way was never going to get tattoos i was thinking about it you were gonna get one tattoo you're very set in your ways you were my dad has one tattoo you were a person that was super super set in your ways and you've come so far and i was a wreck i was a mess I had pink and purple hair and green hair. You had some interesting tattoos. Oh my gosh. I've had two cover-ups, two cover-up tattoos. Anyways, back <laughs> to parenting. Um, 
the biggest challenge most definitely is figuring out how to handle the situations in the best way possible that doesn't negatively affect your child together. Mm-hmm. Do you have a bigger challenge than that? Um, just trying to understand or trying to uh, functionally put words together to make your child understand the point you're trying to get across oh without gosh. getting angry. That is a very upset. good patience. <laughs> patience is so key. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's something that I thought I really had a grip on before. <laughs> and then we had, you know, Elsie. And as she progressively got older and started to walk and talk and it, you, know, you just, you learn that, no, you did not have as much patience as you did before. Um, but you learn, you learn quickly. And so I'm still getting through, you know, the best way to communicate with her to where both of us aren't getting frustrated yeah. or upset, you know, when she's not listening at those points when she's not listening. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my greatest challenge that I've had so far. I think I will say that you are literally like the best dad. He does all the things that you never want to do. Like hmm. wake up in the middle of the night and he, oh, I guess, I guess you should probably want to do some of these things, but like the stuff that like you just is kind of tedious, the daily stuff that, you know, being a parent, you just want to have fun and you want to do all the fun things. Well, Scott is always doing the things that aren't super fun. Um, But I think the best part for me about parenting with you, number one is just having somebody that is like, you're kind of sharing a brain and you're sharing life with that helps you make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really, really important. Not having the burden of having, of having to like shape a person and choose the environment they're in all by yourself has been very helpful. But for me, I think the biggest blessing so far has just been to be able to watch this unbreakable bond between a daughter and a father in the best way possible has been really, really cool. And it just makes my heart explode because you are the best dad. You're the best husband, like all of those things. But it's such a beautiful thing to watch in front of your eyes with just kind of this perfect little innocent soul and how great you are and to be able to watch that as she grows and really watch a healthy relationship between a father and a daughter has been really, really cool for me. Um, Cause I didn't really have that. Mm. So I love, I love it. What about you? What's the best thing about painting? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really I could, I could say similar, similar with you. Um, I mean, I, I, Neither one of us had, you know, a mom and a dad. We had a mom and a stepdad or, yeah. or you know, whatever. Um, but to be able to watch Elsie basically become you. <laughs> I mean, you are, in my opinion, and have been since I've met you, just the perfect person. And, you know, I've, I've seen you grow in a career standpoint and like, I was luckily able to push you and help a little bit 
um, with that. And I'm, I'm so happy to see the same in our daughter. You and her are just so similar with intelligence and your love and caring for people. Um, I mean, you told me a story today how there was this little girl being just a butthead to Elsie. Yeah. And she got in trouble um, because, you know, we've told Elsie, make sure you tell your teachers if somebody's not being good around you. Um, And she did that. And then I guess the little girl went and sat on a bench by herself. And Elsie being the, you know, the epitome of you went over and grabbed her hand and took her back to the playground because, you know, she loves people. She, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the rest of our lives and her life to see, you know, how much you guys will mesh together and just, Oh, babe. Yeah. That's really sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, so the last thing I think that I, I think we should cover just the evolution. I, I think we've touched on a lot of this stuff over the course of the hour, but um, the one question that I thought was great was how to balance kids and marriage with your life, identity, self-identity and independence. and Equal weights. Yeah. Yes. And it's a very organic thing. You, f- you have to be aware of the person that you're with and the things they're doing so you can kind of check yourself and see like, are they doing more than I am or, and, and it's, it's not that somebody's doing more or less, but it's just about how it feels for that person. And, and you can really tell, like he talked about the nonverbal cues, but having your own independence in a relationship is important. Like Scott had mentioned in his last relationship, he sacrificed a lot of himself. You shouldn't have to do that in a relationship and we don't have to do that. We are very much independent people without having to sacrifice that. Um, And self-identity, I think, is something that I'm learning through, and I think people learn learn about that throughout their entire lives, but I'm extra learning it right now. So finding the the downtime and really making sure that you're giving yourself the space to self-identify and leaning on your partner so that they know that's important to you and that they help you do that. Like Scotty has his self-identity that's never going to change. Like there are things about him that are just never going to change. Um, so we are actually running up. <laughs> we have like 30 seconds left. So uh, hopefully we touched on everything. It was really great being able to do this with you. I love you so much. 20 seconds. Oh my gosh. I love you too. Oh, everybody check out Evolve Higher podcast thanks to nikki for giving me this opportunity i love you so much and you're an amazing person and everything you're doing is just fantastic and i'm glad to be a part of it so five four three two one it's all catty wampus (laughs) 